Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Yes, you are. It's Football Full Circle, live right here on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. It's a significant day around the National Football League. It's cut day. You must trim your roster down to only 53 guys as you make your preparations for the regular season. That starts in just nine days. The 2023 NFL season is on the horizon. He's the mastermind of the pigskin. That's Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi got a significant, a rather dramatic and important day in the National Football League. Cut day around the NFL. We'll start to get a finalized idea of what these rosters look like. Yeah, this this is interesting, right? We've seen some moves. We saw, obviously, yesterday uh, Colt McCoy get chopped by the Arizona Cardinals, give way to Josh Dobbs and potentially Clayton June to win that job. We saw the Giants trade uh, for Boogie Basham, the former Wake Forest standout. So we've seen some moves by potential teams. And, and when you see notable names on these lists, it's like, all right, are they going to move on to potentially another contender? or their careers finished for good and only time will tell. But this is what it's all about in terms of building rosters for the playoff run and more importantly, been a Super Bowl championship. Absolutely so. You know your 53 guys. Some familiar names might be weighed, but then brought back. There's people you will add to your practice squad throughout this year and even right away. And some of those familiar names, Joe, might go and join another team to provide some veteran experience or maybe give a young guy a shot as well. You mentioned Colt McCoy, Joe. Let's start there. A rather interesting move by Arizona yesterday. Now, this season expected to be disastrous in the desert. It's the lowest win total in the National Football league for the cards this year at four and a half the under has the juice Lisi, they are the only team with a win total less than six and a half in the national football league so they're already expected to be the worst team by the odds makers of the 32 in the nfl this year kyler murray will work his way back maybe at some point from a torn acl that he suffered late in december last year a monday night football game against new england so he's not expected to be there at least for the opening half joe if at all this year we all thought the Cardinals would go with the steady veteran presence the backup in the desert for the last couple of years Colt McCoy 
but they cut him yesterday. They signed Josh Dobbs, Joe, just a few weeks ago to bring into that quarterback room. He's now expected to be the starter, or they go with the rookie quarterback they took in the fifth round this past April, Clayton Toon, out of Houston. Joe, what did you make of what the Cardinals decided to do getting rid of Colt McCoy? Well, I don't think it's shocking. I think they're potentially tanking, and I'm actually happy about it because I'm sitting on that zero to three (laughs) wins for the Arizona Cardinals. I get screwed if they win four or more in terms of that bet. We talked about it all offseason, but again, are they potentially lining up to just make sure that they get Caleb Williams or Drake May or another quarterback, maybe like Jersey Joe Milton uh, for the Tennessee Volunteers that could wow in the upcoming draft to make sure that they get potentially a quarterback. They move on from Kyler Murray. I don't know what they're doing, to be honest with you, in terms of long-term. Because, again, I don't know if Kyler Murray is the guy. You sign him to a a long-term deal. He's not playing this year. You trade away his weapons. What are you doing? You know, uh, you never know in terms of this organization. At the end of the day, I think they're tanking. I don't know. Maybe it's for a defensive player next year, but I can't imagine Josh Dobbs leading this team to potentially four or five wins. He's a pedestrian quarterback. He he couldn't cut it, obviously, throughout the regular season last year. Got signed in the last regular season week by Tennessee. Loses the Jacksonville game. And he's just a journeyman. He's not any different than any other backup quarterback in this league. You know, so at the end of the day, he's not an upgrade from Colt McCoy, in my opinion. I I mean, here's the thing, Joe. There's no upgrade there, but how much of a downgrade is it from Colt McCoy, a guy that wasn't going to make you a playoff contender, probably wasn't going to make you a six-win football team even at bare minimum. So whatever, they're tanking regardless. Josh Dobbs is the guy or Clayton Toon, the rookie quarterback. But I think what is so fascinating, Joe, they're already expected to have the worst record in the National Football League. They also own Houston's 2024 first-round pick. The Texans tied... For the second lowest win total in the National Football League at six and a half, the under having the heavy juice. Joe, to me, it's just so fascinating what Arizona is attempting to do because last offseason, under now former general manager Steve Keim, of course, they paid Kyler Murray a five-year deal, $230.5 million. If they were to move on from Kyler, Joe, this upcoming offseason, it would be a tremendous dead cap hit to their roster, even if they are focused on Caleb Williams as the number one overall selection. But you drafted Kyler number one overall a few years ago. I know it's a former regime now. Cliff Kingsbury was the head coach. Steve Kime, the GM. But what in the world are you doing? You're on the hook for so much money with Kyler Murray, who has been pretty good throughout his NFL career, left a little bit to be desired in that playoff game two Januarys ago now, Joe. But he's injured this year. We're not even going to get to see if Kyler Murray's going to prove it. Joe, I don't even know what Arizona is doing, making what is already going to be a disastrous year in the desert, maybe even more tumultuous and everything off the rails entering next offseason. We'll continue to talk about it up next year on Football Full Circle because it's all a part of the microcosm. That is cut day around the National Football League, thinning out the roster to only 53 guys remaining. We'll talk about it up next year on Football Full Circle. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We're back live right here on Football Full Circle. Again, it's a significant day in the NFL calendar. It's cut day. You must trim your roster down to 53 players to get ready with your regular season roster for the 2023 NFL season. Joe, we were talking about what Arizona is doing, and both you and I really don't have an idea But you feel like Arizona is tanking correctly for Caleb Williams, bring everything down to the bare bones, and start back up with a generational talent in Caleb Williams. That's the direction, Joe, you would go for Arizona instead of seeing what Kyler Murray still has available with all the money you have paid him? Well, it's a money factor, right? But it comes down to a focus factor as well. Is Kyler Murray completely dialed in to be in the leader and the quarterback of this team? I have concerns about that, obviously, in regards to his play the last few years. I don't feel like Kyler Murray has been the type of guy to make those players around him better, that the players look at Kyler Murray as, that's our guy, like Joe Burrow, like Jalen Hurts, like some of the younger quarterbacks that we've seen develop and even some of the veterans like Patrick Mahomes. I think that's the difference when I look at Caleb at least what we see in terms of the college game and where it translates potentially to the NFL. Kyler Murray's been given an opportunity. He has improvised. He has stepped up and produced to a degree But now we've seen him regress a little bit. And has he done everything off the field that warrants the money (laughs) that you're paying him to be the franchise guy? That is the concern that I have right here, right now, coupled with the injury now. Is he going to be durable? And is he even going to last for the next three to four seasons? It sounds like somebody is referencing the once included, but now forever gone, but not in our memories, studying clause in the $230.5 million five-year deal for Kyler Murray. Joe, is that what you're bringing off in terms of Kyler Murray off the field? 
No, I, I mean, just just in the last season with Kingsbury, we saw him and Kingsbury yeah. get into it, right? When DeAndre Hopkins came back, we, you know, he wanted to be, have more input in terms of the play calling. At the end of the day, I mean, that is a concern. You know, that is a concern in terms of is it me or is it for the benefit of the team? And I, I know D-Hop had very nice words about Kyler Murray when he left and, and he moved on to Tennessee and he wishes him the best. But at the end of the day, body language, the ability to step up, the ability to overcome adversity, I just I just don't see that right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just don't see it in terms of what it translates on the football field. And at the end of the day, I understand it's talent around him. But with certain players, you could tell that they have that it factor. Mahomes has it. Joe Burrow has it. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts has it. Jalen Hurts' it, it, work ethic is unbelievable. If he doesn't understand something or he wasn't, let's say, completely uh, polished as a quarterback, he worked to get better. Could we make that guarantee about Kyler Murray at this point in his career? No, I don't believe so. That, and that is the concern that you have given this guy 400 plus million and making him the face of your franchise. Kyler Murray is continuously now on the pup list for Arizona, meaning that he will be sidelined at least for the opening four games of this year for the Cardinals. Kyler played in 11 last year, got the start on that Monday night in December against New England, only played one passing attempt before that injury, Joe, that has now sidelined him at least to begin 2023. What is so interesting in terms of the disagreements that he had with Cliff Kingsbury that were visible on the field and on the sideline last year, Cliff was the guy that cast aside Josh Rosen, who was selected top 10 before Cliff became the head coach in Arizona to take Kyler Murray, his guy that he had seen in Big 12 play, going up against Texas Tech. And now Kyler Murray might be on the outside looking in if the Cardinals look at Caleb Williams. By the way, Joe, a couple of things here. Caleb Williams, already for next year, is a minus 330 favorite to be the first overall selection. Minus 330 already for the reigning Heisman winner from college football in 2022. And Joe, on top of that, Jonathan Gannon, the new head coach in Arizona in his first year was last year's defensive coordinator in Philadelphia, has said he is not naming whoever the starting quarterback ends up being, Joshua Dobbs, Clayton Toon, for Arizona's season opener. But this is how you know it's going to be bad, Joe, for the Cardinals. They're a seven, a full seven point underdog on the road in Landover against the Commanders who are starting Sam Howell for his second career start and Washington Joe has a win total of six and a half the under having the juice it's the fifth lowest win total in all of the National Football League so you're going up against who the odds makers expect to be a bottom five team but you are the worst and you're a full touchdown underdog it's going to be a rough year in the desert it really is, but look at who they're going up against. Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders. With, with Rivera's comments, he didn't understand how good Sam Howell was, and he's the head coach of that organization, so there's no guarantee. They might backdoor into covering that number, but you're absolutely right in regards to Gannon. I actually said, and I told you this throughout the offseason, Gannon has the potential to be a one-and-done, doesn't he? Oh, I mean, think sure. about this. If they go, let's say, 2-15, and 15, 
Uh, are you going to want Jonathan Gannon to be the head coach to potentially, and I'm just suggesting that we know it's going to be Caleb Williams, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if Arizona does, in fact, go with Caleb Williams, do you want Jonathan Gallen, Gannon to be that guy to cultivate that talent? I, I'm just I, saying. Know, I mean, they have a real conundrum yeah. on their hands, not just with Kyler Murray, but the head coach of this organization. And, and what is the face of the franchise right now? Yeah. They just got rid of Isaiah Simmons to the New York Giants. So you're losing players, and, and all you're doing is you're limping to potentially the worst record in the NFL right now. And your best player, Buda Baker, is so mad that he's still there on this mangled roster. You have no idea what to even do with him. Joe, it's a great point. I think Jonathan Gannon will be there next year. It'd be really tough for a rookie head coach to have a bad rookie year with the disaster happening around him. You hope that you hired this guy not to be just the coach this year, but to lead this organization into the future. And that comes with building for the future, knowing what your plan is in 2023 to get ready for 2024 and potentially Caleb Williams or some other help on the way. But, Joe, I think that's also the point with Arizona, right? It's not just this year. The Cardinals are going to have monumental issues, it seems. They're going to have huge questions in the next offseason and what could be the early portion of 2024. You almost hope, Joe, for Caleb Williams, maybe he doesn't end up in this scenario. It's going to be an incredibly, incredibly difficult situation to follow for Arizona. A seven-point underdog for that week one opener just 12 days away on the road in Landover against the Washington Commanders. Joe, the total for that game, 38 and a half. That's like a Big Ten November game to start <laughs> off an NFL season. Lisey Guy, a significant day like we talked about. Kyler Murray on the pup list. Currently, Jonathan Taylor is on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list for the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have today, Joe, to activate him off the pup list, place him on the active 53-man roster, or JT is going to miss the first four games of this season for Indianapolis. All of this, Joe, of course, is the context of Jonathan Taylor requesting a trade, given permission to seek a trade, but no deal done as of yet. Joe, will there be an update to the Jonathan Taylor saga in Indianapolis this afternoon? I, I've been reading reports, and uh, as you know, I'm a Dolphin fan, that he's potentially going to sign with the Miami Dolphins. And I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but it'll be, I think, another team. I think another team prior to the start of the season will, will trade for Jonathan Taylor. I think he wants out, and I think the relationship is strained. So we'll see how it plays out in terms of whether he's on the field week number one. I can tell you this, their win total depends on it. Yeah, it's going to be wild to see. A six and a half is the win total for Indianapolis. A year ago at this time, Joe, the win total for Indy was nine and a half, and they were the odds-on favorites to win the AFC South. We'll continue touching on this significant day in the National Football League, cut day around the NFL, and what it means from some of the stars of the sport. That's up next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on FFC. It's cut day around the National Football League. You need to manage your roster. Get down to 53 guys. That's what your roster looks like as you embark on the new journey of a regular season. Nine days away, Joe, from that regular season debut in Kansas City to kick things off in 2023. The Chiefs hosting the Lions. We are 12 days away from that first full Sunday slate when everybody else except the Jets and the Bills who play on Monday night will be in action. Lisey, we're talking about Indianapolis. The Colts open up the year as a four and a half point underdog now at home in Indy against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Joe, we're not so sure what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor, but today is a deadline. Will they activate him off the pup list, the physically unable to perform list, which if he stays on that, he misses the first four games of the year. They need to activate him today to be a part of the 53-man roster. If they do, Joe, is that a sign that Jonathan Taylor will remain in Indy for 2023? Well, it's a step in the right direction, right? I mean, you don't want to cut his pay. You don't want to make him even more upset by not making the 53-man roster at the start of the year. I mean, if they keep him on the pup list, he's going to be upset, right? I, mean, I don't understand why. Why, if you have every inclination and every uh, attempt to keep this guy on your ball club and keep him happy, why you don't do the things to obviously take a step in that direction? Why do you want to let things linger? It's the same situation with Lamar Jackson over the last year before they signed him. Why did you allow it to drag out so long and allow him to be upset and, and, and just rip through the media? It's the same thing with Jonathan Taylor. He wants to be signed. If you have every intention of signing him and keeping him on your ball club because he is with Anthony Richardson face of the franchise, then you do it sooner rather than later. I just yeah. don't understand Ursay. He, you know, the, to upset younger players, and let's just say there is a beef with, with Jonathan Taylor. You are now uh, forcing all the younger players like Anthony Richardson that potentially want to play for the Colts to second th- think every decision. Maybe I don't want to play for this franchise because they don't care for their players. Just doesn't make any sense. It really does not make any sense whatsoever how these two sides got 
here because of some comments by the owner Jim Ursay, who frankly at times can be erratic saying that Jonathan Taylor is not going to move the needle when it comes to the National Football League to be remembered. Jim Ursay did include himself in that sentiment that after they are done, football will not remember them. But in the heat of the running back conversation, it came off in a very negative spin toward the 2021 rushing leader in the National Football League. JT, two years ago, Joe, ran for more than 1,800 yards in 18 scores. Last year, 861, but only played in 12 total games for Indy before an ankle injury sidelined him in what was a disastrous year for the Colts. 4-12-1. Lisey, it's a really interesting dynamic, right? Because if you trade for Jonathan Taylor, you mentioned the Dolphins. They've been a team that's been floated. The Bears and some others. We know not entirely who has made the offer. But we know the Colts have received trade offers for Jonathan Taylor, but their asking price is high. So not only, Joe, does a team out there need to trade with Indianapolis, give them back a package that's going to include some draft capital, you then need to sign Jonathan Taylor because he's about to enter year number four. It's the final year of his rookie deal. He's going to want that long-term contract extension in some form or fashion. If he does not get it, Joe, we're in the same exact situation where at the end of this year, he becomes an unrestricted free agent, if you allow that to be the case, but he's probably going to be franchise tagged, and thus, the running back value conversation, Joe, continues to go. Yeah, it, 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 it will continue to plummet uh, if this type yeah. of situ- situation plays out in Indianapolis. And I'll take it a step further with say just from an organizational standpoint. You know, they bring in Jeff Saturday as, as the coach last year, right, in, in regards to people laughed at that. And they said, okay, you know, where is this franchise headed? Are, are they just a complete losing organization after getting rid of Frank Reich? Or do they have every attempt to potentially get back to where they were with uh, Andrew Luck and, and more importantly Peyton Manning back in the day, right? But the bigger question is you have a first-year head coach that was one of the, led one of the most explosive offenses in terms of the NFL with Jalen Hurts last year. You bring him in, you draft the top five uh, draft pick in your franchise potential quarterback in Anthony Richardson, and you have a star running back that is, uh, is not happy Okay, and yeah. for the benefit of the organization to, to forget last year and move forward to potentially getting this team back on track, whether it be this year or two or three years down the road, why do you want this situation to linger prior to the season? Don't you want to address it sooner, yeah. get all the negativity out of the way so your new head coach and your franchise quarterback can now move forward and just think about football? I, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. I would agree with you. There is an issue here in Indianapolis. You would think you want Jonathan Taylor alongside Anthony Richardson to help groom him into this next level. And, Joe, that opening game for Indy is really emblematic, in my opinion, of where the Colts stand as a franchise. They barely missed the playoffs two years ago in 2021 because Carson Wentz was their quarterback. They get rid of him. They go with Matt Ryan, the veteran expected under Frank Reich to turn turn things around at this point point, Joe. At the end of August last offseason, as camp was coming to a close, as preseason was done, it was the Colts booked as a minus money odds-on favorite to win the AFC South. 
They won four games. They had Jeff Saturday as an interim head coach. They became a laughingstock in the National Football League. But there is talent on that roster, Lisey Guy, around the quarterback position, hopefully with Jonathan Taylor, who was a big part of that offensive talent. And now the Colts enter this year with a win total of six and a half, so expectation not very high under Shane Steichen in the opening year, and a four and a half point home underdog, Joe, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are seen as the team on the come up in the AFC South. Right now, the Jags are the team that's an odds-on favorite, minus 155 to win the division, and a nine and a half win total for Jacksonville, the overjuiced at minus 144. That opener, Joe, represents a lot to me about Indianapolis outside of the actual X's and O's. It does. You're absolutely right. Again, it's going to come down to not just week one, but if they do cover that line, it's going to come down to can Anthony Richardson make plays not just with his legs, but in the pocket. We saw him struggle in terms of the last game against Philadelphia in the preseason. What was he? 7 of 16, 78 yards. In that regard, he's going to need a better performance, and he's going to have to be clean with the football. And, and you know, again, whether Jonathan Taylor is there or not, they're going to need to run the football effectively. They don't have Zach Moss. Uh, he got hurt, so he's out for, what, six games in the regular season? So depth is a concern for the running back room right now for Indianapolis. I, again, I don't know if they get over the six and a half. I don't think they do because I'm not sold on where Anthony Richardson is as a pocket passer right now. But again, to get over that total, Jonathan Taylor needs to be there. And I, again, week one, I'm not sold on them in terms of the side to bet I'm going against them in that matchup. Yeah, I would as well. The line has worked in Jacksonville's favor about a month ago. The spread was three and a half. Lacey, we'll see what other updates we get around cut day in the National Football League. We're not entirely sure who is going to sign, who is going to make rosters, what that all looks like. But when today is done, we are eight days away from the season opener in Kansas City between the Chiefs and the Lions, Joe. And we're under two weeks away from that first full Sunday of the year. Lisey, as it pertains to the running back conversation, of course, over the weekend, Josh Jacobs signing an extension, if you will. He did not need to sign the franchise tag tender. He signed a deal with Las Vegas that has him happy, that has him back. Last year's leading rusher in the National Football League at over 1,600 yards. Josh Jacobs signing a one-year deal, Joe, worth up to $12 million. Again, for guys like Saquon, for guys like Josh Jacobs that were placed under the franchise tag their only option was sign the tag or hold out or you could negotiate a one-year deal but the time of getting a long-term extension was well out the window at least joe for las vegas one of the key cogs of their team of their offense now happy in camp ready to get prepared for 2023 yeah, and they're going to need him because they have a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo that has that obviously has uh, had success with the rushing attack. And at the end of the day, Josh Jacobs has been a main component of that offense. And uh, Josh McDaniels, I know a lot of people don't put him on the hot seat, but I will. You know, the way he coached last year, especially in the second half of ball games, did not make adjustments. He needs to get off the rushing attack. They can't be a one-trick pony. He needs to open it up, and he needs to. Pres- 
preserve Josh Jacobs. He can't run the guy 40 times a game, run him into the line of scrimmage and wear him down as the season progresses. You want to keep him fresh, so we'll see. Does does Jimmy Garoppolo have what it takes to obviously lead this team? That remains to be seen. Their win total is light. I want to believe in Las Vegas because I like the talent that they have from a foundational aspect, but I don't know if they're going to be able to challenge the likes of the Chargers and Kansas City within the division. Joe, we're talking about a couple of teams here, right, that faltered on expectation last year that had a lot more expectation prior to it. The Las Vegas Raiders right now have a win total of six and a half. The under has the juice at minus 138. It's the fourth lowest win total in the National Football League this year. That's not a good thing. Season specials, Joe, right? Four teams to have the worst record, four teams to be that worst team in the National Football League. The Raiders have the fifth shortest price at 13 to 1. It is not a great sign of the times for Las Vegas. One good note, though, Aiden O'Connell, the rookie quarterback out of Purdue, the higher, the highest passer rating of any quarterback in the NFL this preseason with a minimum of 30 attempts. He was great for Vegas. I think he's going to start games ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo in 2023. Some college football conversations coming your way next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We're back live right here on FFC. It is Football Full Circle, all a part of the Sports Grid Radio Network. Joe Lisi, college football is here. Week zero already kicked off the season this past Saturday. Seven FBS games, a small appetizer, if you will, for the entirety of the country getting underway this week. Joe, we're just two days away because there's 11 FBS games on Thursday. Some really good marquee matchups, by the way. 14th ranked Utah hosts Florida as a six and a half point favorite. 
The line continues to work against the Utes, Joe, as we're not sure what's going to happen with Brant Keith or, of course, the quarterback Cam Rising either. Nebraska and Minnesota will face off in a Big Ten opener on Thursday evening. We've got games on Friday, Joe. We've got games, of course, on Saturday. We've got some marquee matchups on Sunday, even a game on Monday, Joe. Starting on Thursday, five consecutive games, of, or five consecutive days of college football games, 85 in total, featuring an FBS team. We are so back, Lacey Guy. Oh, this is what it's all about, baby. Can you taste it? Mwah, mwah. College football front and center stage. And I got to be honest, the Thursday and Friday games are spectacular. They really are. They're going to dictate, like I mentioned, conference and divisional championships, potential college football playoff appearances, a team like Utah with a 5-1 to one price to potentially win the Pac-12. Can they build momentum? Will Cam Rising start? There's so many questions. Can Nebraska could get back to the winning ways. I mean, it's been a while since they won a week one matchup, and they're going up against a divisional opponent and a conference opponent in the Minnesota Golden Gophers. The Matt Rule era begins in Lincoln, so there's optimism surrounding a multitude of programs, and this weekend just sets the stage, Ben, right? It's maybe not the best opening week one that we've seen maybe over the last five or six seasons outside yeah. the LSU Florida State matchup, but it really sets the stage for a dynamic college football season and a great week number two, September 9th. Lisey, there's only one ranked versus ranked game in the entirety of this opening weekend. Let's call a spade a spade. That's a bummer, right? We want to see those marquee matchups start off this year. That's the game on Sunday, a rematch of a wild opener a year ago between LSU and Florida State. Entering 2023, Joe, these two teams now have sky-high expectation. The Bayou Bengals enter ranked fifth in the country. The Seminoles ranked eighth in all the land. Lisey, before we get there, though, let's take a look at some big news around college football in the last half an hour. ESPN's Pete Thamel is reporting that Ryan Day of the Ohio State Buckeyes, of course the head man in Columbus, has named Ohio State starting quarterback. And his name finally, Joe, after a very long offseason and fall camp, is Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord is the starting quarterback, Joe, for Ohio State entering 2023. What is your reaction? Well, it's sort of what we expected. Uh, you know, Kyle McCord was a guy that was has been thrown around. I think he's the guy that gives and the quarterback that gives Ohio State the best opportunity to win some matchups. He has some experience and has a relationship with Marvin Harrison Jr. But bigger picture, no matter who starts, they're really going to have to step up and play well on the road. And that'll make or break whether Ohio State wins a Big Ten championship and more importantly, a college football playoff appearance. That, that remains to be be seen. Uh, again, they have a favorable matchup week one against Indiana. Uh, they have won 28 straight. One of the wins got vacated with Jim Trestle, but they have dominated yeah, yeah. in the Indiana, Ben. So, you know, Kyle McCord is expected to just plug and play right now with Amika Buka and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. put up the same type of offense with Brian Hartline calling the plays. Only time will tell, but I will tell you, it's not going to be easy when they do square off against against Sam Hartman and Notre Dame late in September. Lisey Guy, Ohio State is one of two FBS Power 5 football programs that has a double-digit 
win streak actively currently going on is what I mean by that in their season openers. Ohio State has won their season opener 23 consecutive times. Alabama is the only other one. 21 straight wins in a season opener for the Crimson Tide. Nobody else, Joe, at the FBS Power 5 level, nobody else has a win streak that is more than 10. That is how good Ohio State has been in openers. That is how consistent they have been. They start with Indiana. Speaking of Kyle McCord, Kyle McCord last year played in seven games, Joe, in garbage time for C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes. He threw the ball 16 times. He threw the ball 20 times, completed 16 of them for 190 yards and a touchdown. So seven games last year, appeared in five games the year prior, actually had more attempts two years ago, Lisi, with 38 and more yardage than he did last season. So he has a, a tad of experience, let's say, but now he is the guy at Ohio State. And Lisi, one thing we have said throughout this quarterback battle in Columbus that whoever is named the starter, Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, doesn't really matter. They have so many offensive pieces around them. Marvin Harrison Jr. to start with. Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison Jr., by the way, played at the same high school. I'm sure you're going to hear that throughout the 2023 college football season. Emeka Egbuka on the other side. And Travion Henderson is back as their lead back alongside Mayan Williams, who provides a punch as well in the backfield. Just so much talent offensively, Joe, for Ohio State, and now Kyle McCord to use at his disposal. Lisi, one final point. McCord over the weekend had a Heisman price at 28-1. to Now, it's 20-1 to alongside Carson Beck for one of the top 15 best prices in the country in college football. Yeah, deserving uh, when you just think about the price because alongside USC, they potentially could be one of the most explosive offenses, not just in the Big Ten, but in all of the FBS. And that has never been the concern about Ohio State. We know they can no. score, right? They can score with anybody in a given day. The problem and the issue remains similar to what we discussed about Caleb Williams and USC the other night against San Jose State. When the defense gives up a buck 98 to San Jose State, you still have concerns. What does the defense give you, not just in this game, week one against Indiana, but throughout the month of September, under Jim Knowles, can they stop the run? Because that will dictate whether they can beat Michigan in Ann Arbor this year, and whether they could shut down a team like Notre Dame and Penn State, respectively, with run-heavy offenses. 29 and a half is the spread, by the way, in favor of Ohio State for a game on the road on Saturday afternoon in Bloomington. The third-ranked Buckeyes enter the year with the third-best price to win a national championship at 7-1. to one. But it is a difficult schedule for Ohio State this year. Of course, they always take on Penn State and Michigan, but the game is on the road this year. They also have to visit Madison, never easy to play in Camp Randall, and Wisconsin is booked as the favorites to win the Big Ten, and they have a road game, week number four, September 23rd, in South Bend, under the watchful eye of Touchdown Jesus against Notre Dame, who of course looked really dominant, week zero of this past Saturday. All right, Lisi, as we go around the country, from Kyle McCord and Ohio State to elsewhere, as we get ready for college football, Kyle Whittingham was asked at his opening game week presser yesterday about the status of Cam Rising, the returning quarterback for Utah, about Brant Keithy, his tight end, and one of, if not his, favorite target for Rising. Joe, the line is working against the Utes. It's six 
and a half. Are you concerned at all about the availability for Utah in Rice Eccles on Thursday evening against the Gators? No, I I said it before, and I'll say it again. Whether rising plays or not, I still think the edge goes to the physicality, the offense and defensive lines of Utah. Jensen Bourne's most likely will get the start if uh, Cam Rising can't go. You know, last year, Utah was 5-1 at home, excuse me, 6-0 and at home, I believe, 5-1 and against the number in Rice Eccles ATS. But, you know, they won those games by an average margin of victory of 23 points per game. Florida was terrible on the road, just 1-5 overall. They lost those five games by 13.6 points per game. So that's what's at in terms of that's the matchup this coming weekend or this Thursday night. I will say this, you know, 283 rushing yards last year by Florida in the home win, 168 came by Anthony Richardson. Uh, Graham Murch is not rushing for 168 yards on that front seven that only gave up a buck 11 on the ground last year. Utah, to me, is the side playing in Rice Eccles. I think they feed off the intensity. And again, I I think Billy Napier could get this team to six, seven wins maybe, but they don't win this ballgame. Laying now less than a touchdown, coming down from nine and a half, I'm laying it with the Utes. Joe, Utah enters the 2023 college football season with the fourth longest active home winning streak in college football. The Utes have won 14 consecutive games inside Rice Eccles in Salt Lake City. Whether it's the altitude, whether it's just the consistency of Kyle Whittingham football programs, the Utes are good at home. And if this was not for injury concern around Cam Rising, which I understand is a huge if, he was listed as the starter, by the way, was Cam Rising on Utah's depth chart for this week one opener against Florida. If not for that, Joe, they would be at least north of a touchdown, probably closer to eight, eight and a half, which is a vast difference than when Utah opened the season on the road last year in the Swamp, and ultimately they lost 29-26. All of that to say... I think Utah is the right side as well, Lisi Guy. A commanding defense, a physical presence up front. We know that's going to be the case on either of the two sides of the football. The O-line, the D-line, the Hog Mollies for Kyle Whittingham and the Utes. Florida has a lot of talent, but I think Florida is a year away. 2024, despite the gauntlet of a schedule, and Florida's schedule this year is as brutal as you will see. That's when Florida, I think, takes the step under Billy Napier, I would take the Utes minus six and a half as well, Lisey. And think about, you know, typically Utah struggles. We talk about RPO type of quarterbacks. Graham Mertz is a prototypical dropback passer. He's not going to put pressure on the Utah's defense on the perimeter. So that aspect of the ball game or game plan, in my opinion, is thrown out the window. They're going to look to run it maybe off the edge or off tackle or right in the teeth of that Utah defense. If they force three and outs, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Graham Mertz. He's not a quarterback that can play from behind. He needs to establish the run and then work off a play action. That'll be the MO for Florida to cover the number. I just don't think they could do it on the road. Yep. It's going to be difficult for the Gators. A start of a brutal schedule for Florida and Billy Napier in his second year down there in Gainesville. All right, Lisey, another really big game on Thursday night. It's the start of the Matt Rule era. Nebraska and Minnesota in Minneapolis against the Gophers. The line right now has the Gophers as a seven-point favorite. It was seven and a half just a few weeks ago. Joe, what is going to be key for the Cornhuskers? to start off the Matt Rule era a perfect 1-0. and 
I think they're going to have to utilize the athleticism of their quarterback, Jeff Sims. Get him out in terms of space and utilize the play-action passing game with Jeff Sims. He's one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the conference now. I think he's an upgrade from where Casey Thompson was week one of last year, but they need to utilize him in that type of aspect, put the pressure on Minnesota to account for every player of that offense. Yeah, it's going to be that test for Nebraska. By the way, some news out of Lincoln. Eric Gilbert, who people might remember as a highly touted recruit, went to LSU, didn't work there, transferred to Georgia, couldn't find the field, then transferred to Nebraska, was arrested overnight in Lincoln for robbery of a gas station-type store in Lancaster County. Not a good look for him, of course. He probably will not feature on Nebraska's roster this upcoming year. More on football full circle coming your way next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We're back here on FFC. It's Football Full Circle, all a part of the Sports Grid Radio Network. We're back for just a few more minutes. Lisi, we were talking about with the uncertainty around the quarterback position for Utah, the line in their opener against Florida on Thursday night has dipped below a touchdown. It's only six and a half in favor of the Utes. They have the fourth longest active home winning streak in college football entering 2023 at 14 straight wins in Salt Lake. Lisi, there was a Another line that dipped below a touchdown you brought my attention to, not week one, but week two, Alabama, when they play host to Texas, it's now only six and a half in favor of the Crimson Tide. Yeah, it's, it's very intriguing because we talk about Alabama being a touchdown or less favorite in recent years. And I had to go back, I mean, two in, off the top of my head. 2020, the COVID year with Matt Jones, they laid five, five and a half against Georgia. They won that matchup 41-21. The previous year, yeah. it was Joe Burrow with the Tua game, right? They laid around five and a half, six and a half, depending upon the book. Now they're six and a half point favorites against Texas. The line to open up, seven and a half. They
they bet it down incrementally over the past couple of weeks. Texas hasn't even played a game yet, and they're getting the love for for. It's amazing to me what the books actually believe Texas is live in Tuscaloosa, but the numbers suggest otherwise. Forty six and one straight up, Alabama is and Brian Denny since 2016. Lisa Guy, I mentioned the longest active home winning streak, right? And Utah having the fourth longest in the country. Who do you think has the longest active home win streak? Uh, I would say it's a. Uh, I would say. Hint, either, we just talked well, about him. Well, it's Alabama or. or Boom! I would, there you go, huh? Alabama. Clemson the did Crimson. before they lost last year. I know. Crimson tie. Yeah, that's right. Clemson did lose against Notre Dame, but the Crimson, or was it South Carolina at home? Regardless, South the Crimson Tide, South Carolina, the Crimson Tide have a 20 consecutive game win streak at home, and that's where they'll take on Texas and week number one as a 39.5 point favorite against Middle Tennessee State. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. That does it for FFC. The money line is up next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.